0: you are listening to unfiltered with d and g like there are things that happen in our world that just
1: doesn't even make sense if you're a certain weight you shouldn't be allowed to be bacon i googled it nothing bad has really happened to you you're still alive i don't think that's considered derogatory with the woke people
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but i'm being honest
1: Hello again. Welcome back. You are listening to Unfiltered with D&G, as in Dan and George. I am George. This is my co-host, Dan. Absolutely.
0: And uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 16. 16. Congrats, man. All right. Cheers. Goes quick. Cheers. Mm. Mm.
1: Marone. Is that fireball?
0: No, not fireball at all.
1: Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, it didn't taste as good as I thought it would be. We are here, if you've never listened to our podcast, we are here to give you some insight on how guys think, or at least how we think, what goes on in our minds, how we process the information, how we think the world works. So there might be some, uh, what do you call it, misinformation here and there? it's well, the way we, we think, our yeah, perception. Our perception. But we try to, we try to you know, talk about real subjects and real issues and give our opinion, our real opinion about them. Anyway, Dan, what's our first topic?
0: Well, Something locally that I saw and it's been a big hit here in El Paso, which I think is kind of interesting because I'm not sure how I feel about it. I definitely want to check it out. I want to experience it. And this might be on one of my lists of something I want to do. It might be a monthly kind of thing. I got to experience it. I've seen it online. I know you're all anticipating like, what's he fucking talking about? And
1: by the way, Dan, in the last episode was talking about doing something new every month. Every month and reporting it,
0: my experience, my uh, just the feeling of it. I want to learn something new. Totally excited about this one. This one is, uh, maybe some of you folks have done this, but it's axe throwing. Fucking throwing an axe. (laughs) There's there's a bar that had just uh, opened up and it is an axe throwing bar. Axe throwing. I've seen it online. It looks incredibly fun. All I know is uh, in the past, I I love playing darts. I've been hit by darts before. So, my thought process is, I'm going to lose a limb. You know, (laughs) in this fucking, someone's going to throw an axe. You're allowed to drink. It's BYOB, so you got to bring your own. But now, I'm I'm already thinking, uh, we're going to be drunk and throwing axes. Mm -hmm. That's fucking Insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've but seen, I'm in.
1: I've seen I've seen videos and Instagram, you know, videos and Instagram posts of, of this axe throwing place, and it looks it looks fun. I can't wow. wait. So I am
0: totally signing us up. All and right. uh, when we do this, we're gonna and then we'll report the experience. And uh, you know, yeah. I'm already I, I know I'm gonna love it because I love throwing things. I love trying to hit something. You know, you go to the fair. You ever go to the fair? Right. You go to the carnival oh, section, yeah. and there's darts and balls. They're and all rigged. Throwing. Yeah, they're all rigged. But I love that shit. And uh, you know, if you win prize, great. If not, it's that. It's that just the competitive nature in, in me, where I want to win. You know, I want to nail it. But I've never thrown an axe. No, have you? have So there you go. That's yeah. going to be on my list. On my might be my very first thing I'm going to do. My new attempt in doing something new. But I'm throwing axes, and right. I've seen a lot of positive feedback too. No, so. it's just something new. different to do. Yeah. Than just going to a regular bar and drinking and getting e- drunk. exactly. But I mean, you can only shoot pool and go bowling and shoot some darts, or you know, you it's you only, only do, that's it.
1: That's, that's all. What, that's, what else you got? Yeah. Movies, darts, bowling, pool. That's it. Strip clubs. There's strip clubs. Town? And gambling. And some gambling. What well, else do men do? It. What, a, what a manly that's men it. do. Go to go to a bar and just drink. Go to a restaurant and eat. And drink. And drink. So uh, we're trying to expand our our entertainment options. Absolutely. And we want to report on our findings. But I think the axe throwing is so
0: unique. I'm, and I hope it's a good experience yeah. because I would love to to promote it in a sense. Sure, sure. I'm gonna predict right
1: now. We're gonna love it. It's it we're gonna be you know what what happens is we're gonna be throwing axes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the prediction. That's but we, I, do you predict one of us will lose a toe? <laughs>
0: If do we let, have to wear if, steel toe if boots get drunk enough maybe and, there you go. Okay, okay can you throw can you throw two at
1: once i'm gonna try it uh, or do they
0: only give you one axe
1: if they let you if yeah i don't know you, is anybody even watching uh you have no idea is, it, is it like a firing range when there's a there's a guy behind you going ready i don't know yeah but i'm excited to check this one out All right. so
0: th- there's another thing in town i'm gonna ask you if you've done it it's Called the iFly. Have uh, you tried that thing I have yet? Not the uh, skydiving simulation. Yes, I've never. Have you ever
1: tried it before? Never tried it. And there you go. That's I, also on my list. But I'm not even sure if it's even open anymore. I, I drive by it every two weeks. I never see anybody there. It looks it looks like it's built on a hill where the parking lot is underneath where you can't see it from the freeway I, I feel Why like, would you do that I feel like there's there is no one there that ever, ever goes but I've so, never been to the parking lot but yes let's let's put that on our list it's on my list for sure because I do
0: want to I now want to experience it I want to try something new and uh, I think we're gonna have to do that for yeah. sure I looked it up online
1: it's actually a f- fairly affordable I think it's I want to say it's 60 bucks you get Five sessions. The first two are lessons on how to do it. Nice. And the next three are you going in there for like I don't know half an hour maybe. But it's it, it was affordable. It wasn't like you know three hundred bucks. Yeah, they have to make it affordable yeah, stay to stay a lot. It but it, it looked pretty interesting. And yes, we should do that. Absolutely. And
0: in today's episode, we're we're basically talking locally that uh, you know things I want to do that uh, are local, obviously, and uh, to experience. You know, the other thing on my list, top golf. I never I never uh, I've been there a couple yeah, times. Good for food and drink, but I haven't golfed. That gets expensive. Yeah, but right. I want to check it out. Last I, I went, it cost me 200 bucks. I definitely... Oh, there you go. But uh, I want to pop some shots out, you know, the driving range attitude. I want to check it out. That's on my list as well uh, to report, you know, the experience. Uh, When it first opened, it was totally insane. It was crazy. It was busy. I want to check it out now, you know. Other thing, uh, the little... I don't know what the fuck you call it, but it's the house where you... uh, The escape room. The escape room. There you go. You tried it here locally? I have. The one here? Was it good? It's not bad. Okay. It was good.
1: it's, It's one of those... The escape rooms are one of those things where... You should do it with friends. Oh, can you imagine two groups of people and not getting along and not liking each other? Or you just, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're arguing with someone or, or you're just not interested in, because when we, when I did it with friends, we were laughing, we were joking around, we were, we had a good time. I don't think it'd be, of course, I'm just, this is my, you know, kind of a, I don't know what you call it. It's my opinion. I don't know if this is true or not, but I don't think it'd be as entertaining with strangers. Well, absolutely. It could be, it could be if you get along with them. Nah. Uh, you want to go with a group of friends yeah, yeah, yeah. and have it, a good time. I, I want to say to have a guaranteed good time, you want to go with a group of friends.
0: Absolutely. So, Nobody wants to do yeah. something that you're you're in a group of strangers. It's always uncomfortable. But if you're in a group of strangers with hot chicks. Yeah. But what, what are the chances of that? <laughs> Big titties <laughs> and mysteries and you know, how to get out. Yeah. But the point is, you want to go with a group of friends who are fun. Yeah. You know, you have a good time and you're, you know, you're all on the same page and you having a good, yeah, you know, that's what it's yeah. about, having a good time. But every time you have a group together or strangers together, it's uncomfortable. Right, right. Why would you want to be in that environment? You're trying to have a good time having, you know, and then you're with strangers. Yeah. It's never
1: fun. Well, so, it's, so, to continue my statement, I did, I've done it twice in my life. One was in Albuquerque and by the way, we're right now, we're here in El Paso, Texas. Woohoo! So, uh, I've done it here in El Paso, Texas. I, I will, it's not one of those things where you want to keep doing it kind of like a movie or playing pool or bowling. It's not one of those things. It, right, it's, it's a once time once in a it's, lifetime. It's more than like it's more like if a group wants to go, if your if your workplace wants to go do something, then I'll do it with them. But it's not something I want to keep doing. Sure. Uh, so, but how do these places stay to stay in business? Well, I think there's enough, it's, it's, enough people. Do you enough think so? That want to go once or twice within a year, right? That'll sustain them. And I think there's, like you said, there's what six hundred eighty something. Oh yeah, with here? all the Mexicans, there's nine hundred thousand. There you go again. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying yeah. is, I mean, for a business to stay afloat, yeah. you would think you need to repeat business. Well, well, I, think, I think that's why there's only like one. I believe there's only one here in, in the castle. Yeah,
0: so that's the only. There you go uh, again. The, we're gonna have to get into that conversation. But uh, to see, there's a lot of things to do in this town. Absolutely. I want to go hunting. Well, I think we can go hunt coyote up here.
1: I don't think we can go hunting here. I don't think no, you need a permit either. Yeah, that's that's not gonna. Is that not true? We're gonna have to look somewhere else for that one. Uh, I thought I thought you can go hunting in the yeah. mesa. Anyway, that's my take on the escape room. That's it's a Excellent. it's a one time thing or a two time thing uh, for me. One or anyway, two time Did they yeah. change the the yeah? There's escape. Yeah, there's different well, The ones the ones I went. To there were several different rooms that you can choose from, and they have several different themes. And the, you know, you go around. There's the, the the maker of the escape room has different way. There's a timer on it. Um, there's rec You know, there's records of that time. So you know, there's there's was it challenging? The thing is, the challenge is to beat the the record, or the challenge itself is just just to get out before the time runs out. So you have a certain yeah. amount of time to be in there. Did you survive? Yeah. Uh. No. We we never got out. You died time. both times. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going yeah, with you, motherfucker. Much. Well, you know, the group the group I was with was like well, they were drinking and are they fun? Yeah, it was fun. Anybody get naked? No. Uh, no, not it's fun. not that kind of a, not that kind of, of a... escape room. <laughs> well, I hear escape
0: and I'm like, "Oh, George trying to rape a girl." Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. No, but yeah. in all honesty, I I want to experience everything my city has to offer. Oh, yeah, sure. And these are the items no. on my list, and I,
1: that's just the beginning. I never thought of iFly. I I just wow. drive by it, and they're like, oh. You know, no, maybe. we're gonna
0: check it out. We're wow. gonna check it out. We're gonna have a good time. I want to throw a party each time we
1: go. But I want to review. iFly here is a one of those uh skydiving simulations where there's a huge fan underneath you. They turn it on. Absolutely. And you start floating and all that stuff.
0: But I hear of all these other things El Paso has to offer. I mean, there's ghost town trips. Yeah.
1: What's up with that? I was supposed to go to that too. Well, wait. I, I wasn't invited. Well, When's this happening? Was when did the ghosts it come out? A, it was a date. Uh, obviously, it, I, like, like, do they only have, come out seasonal? Like what's have, up? Yeah. They only come out on Halloween. Apparently. That's it.
0: <laughs> apparently all the <laughs> ghouls and goblins. <laughs> they have a schedule. They have a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> when do we pay the most to get the most stuff out of our ghosts? Yeah. Well, anyway, but you've heard about what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Absolutely. I
1: actually, I, I want to go on a ghost you know, one. So I, I booked, I booked the trip and then we decided, we decided we just didn't want to go. So the, the company was actually great about refunding our tickets. All so right, we decided we didn't want to go and they refunded my tickets. It was great. So maybe next Halloween we'll do that. All, All right. right.
0: Well, I'm definitely I mean, taking my girl. We're going to be going out. I want to go to the uh, Texas chainsaw massacre, the, the actual massacre place in, in, in the seventies. It was a real thing. And I want to visit it and take some photos. You know,
1: that's something I want to oh, okay. do. Well, that's different. I was just going to go down here in downtown El Paso and do the the ghost tour. Well, the ghost tour is for sure on my list. I don't know what it's called, but I mean, I like I said before in previous episodes, I, I don't believe in ghosts. But wow, so but, I mean, I, I like visiting. So to me, it's natural. not that appealing. The ghost but, tour, yeah, the ghost tour. I mean, oh, the I want to check it quote, out quote unquote ghost tour. So I, I almost will will go just for just to see what they say and sure. to see how they position themselves to try to make these people get their money's worth. Like to would yeah, be entertaining to see to how me, they bullshit. A, you, right? It, basically, it'd be a waste of money. But right. it would be interesting to see how these tour guides operate. And, you know and the Make it entertaining. You're, I do want. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how they- Right. You're about the gimmick. I'm
0: about the experience. But seriously, all right. So you branch out of that. What, what else does the city have that we haven't experienced? Um, all right, you ever, ever been on the tram here in town? I have not been. On there the is tram. a tram apparently. To What mountain? Uh, well, it's the hill. I don't know the Trans Mountain Hill. I don't know. I don't it's uh, I've never even seen it. There is a tramway here. Like it's not like Albuquerque. Albuquerque. where you could actually see no it no. The road I forgot so, what oh, it's oh, called, like Whirlwind or Wheel. It says got a W in it. Well, I've never. Seen the that. point is, it's there. It's in existence. It's probably four ninety five. But okay, well, wait, have you have you been on the one in Albuquerque?
1: Of course. Well, then it's. I guarantee you it's the same thing just shorter <laughs> just shorter <laughs> well and, and the one in Albuquerque less, is less, the less longest all. in the world I believe there you go you, yeah we've we, already been on the best yeah so once you experience that there's no no need to go to the, the, all the right one. all right. but what else does El Paso have to offer well, they've got museums downtown and do they are there any good museums you've been to well I went to the, the, the art you've you seen know. art I don't know what it's called what kind of art was it I went to the art museum what uh, type of art contemporary yeah, or I don't even know it's, was it Mexican art I <laughs> and do they have a picture of a taco Whoa, what's going on what do they have on there
0: what kind of art black and
1: whites what else do we have here we've got uh would you recommend the, the museum you know when i came down here to el paso there's about five there's, years ago, there's already an un- unbelievable amount of bars. Oh, we have the number one per capita of
0: bars in the in the country. Really? Yes, El Pasoans like to drink. I haven't mean, had my first drink till I moved here. It's amazing to me. Well, you know, the babies are born with fucking tequila in their bottles. I mean, that's their their leche. I'm telling you, no, it, it is the truth. There's more bars here per capita than any other city in the nation. It's amazing to me, the fact. But when you think about it, there's not a real big city. There's not a metropolitan area. It's all retail and it's restaurants and bars. There's no real industry here. Did you I, even know I, of an industry? industry no it. it's retail I, it's it's, no, it's there's there's i i can't it's think it's a retail of town specific that this place is a, nothing is for the yeah. fort bliss is the uh large occupancy i guess and, and it builds a lot you know the contractors and military yeah. but really it's a retail town it's a it's a fucking janitor town which (laughs) what does that mean well what that means is it's it's uh just low skill low uh (laughs) it really is low education low skilled Uh, it's just it's horrible there's no real paying jobs here it's there's no industry it's not a tech uh community i mean what's there really like you say i'm telling you it's retail it's bars and it's it's restaurants apparently there's enough to sustain a top golf well which okay Top golf and I fly. If, if if Fort Bliss wasn't here back in the day, this town wouldn't exist. All right, maybe maybe oh, I'm maybe telling you, so. maybe so. It's it's that's what started it. Now it's big enough to sustain without Fort Bliss. I bet. But all the contractors that you know, it's just that's that's how they're making their bread and butter. They're raping the military once again. Mm, okay, it's big enough now, but you know, give it in the '60s. If Fort Bliss wasn't here, this would not be the town uh, that it is today. There's no way. Yeah, there's there's big concerts every once in a while, only because it's grown. Right. Yeah, but now it now it's a big city. I mean, you know, you're hitting seven hundred thousand people. It's not because of Fort Bliss, but, you know, look back 60, 70 years ago, it wouldn't have survived without the military. The military mm-hmm. is the contract, you know, that, that created uh, opportunities with jobs and other things. Otherwise, it'd just be a little, you know, look at all the towns. If you look at Texas around the borders, the border towns, they're not as big as El Paso. They don't have that military yeah, well, base. We're one of the bigger cities in Texas. Well, because of Fort Bliss. Fort Bliss is the largest, uh, one of the largest military bases, army base uh, mass, land
1: mass and, and, uh, in the country. Speaking of, of towns, when I was trucking, I would drive by, you know, I I, would, I, I went coast to coast when I was trucking. Yeah. And I would drive by these tiny towns where there's a, it's a one town. gas station. Yeah. It's a one convenience store. Uh, maybe there, they might have, I don't know, one restaurant. But it, it was amazing to me that there's all these little tiny towns here and there, pockets of little communities. And I'm just, I was just surprised that people still live there. Like, why wouldn't they move to a bigger city <laughs> where there's more opportunity or just where there's things, more things. It wasn't like huh? this, this small town had this huge factory and that's where everyone worked. I, I could understand that, but it was just nothing. It was just, I drove by, there was one gas station, sure. one convenience store, one restaurant, maybe one bank, and then that's it. And then I drove through it and then there was nothing after that. There was it's, miles and miles of nothing between that town and the next town. It is fucking amazing. And I've done, I've done so so the many, same there's trips. There's so many and, of those little towns. You, well, there's more of those little towns
0: and there are big cities. Through America, it, America is little towns and yet we focus on seven or eight big cities where all the people live. But when you think about it, this country is full of those little shithole towns well, why it's they, amazing it, why right why don't they all move to LA Denver New York uh, San Francisco well, not just, not just But it's the, amazing well, I agree are
1: the, those are the major. Cities how do they that stay there mentioned but, I agree but more so to the just the bigger cities and yeah. not just not necessarily like El Paso but let's say Lubbock Lubbock is a smaller town than El Paso but it's bigger than I know a one gas station town
0: there's a there's a documentary it's called the Story of Us It's the, basically the beginning of our country and how it developed and how it expanded and, and everything it's it's fucking brilliant. The way it's portrayed and it's entertaining, and they it's graphically beautiful. You know when you're watching it, and it, it's just amazing how our city has grown and how the rural areas became, and and how people stay there. I, I agree. I drive through those cities and I'm like, how do fucking people stay in this shithole? They're shitholes. You know, I'll be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: it's horrible. No, I, I can't imagine living there. But yeah, I can. I, can't I can, and I, can
0: and I can't. The older I get, I can see why because it's peaceful <laughs> right, and it's small, true. it's
1: safe, it's this. But when you're a young, uh, you know, adult, you want to get out. Well, even even if it is, oh man, it's even if you are retiring, I would think you. You'd want something like a life you, you just want more <laughs> of i know like something to to see or do rather than just see nothing thank god for the internet for these people so well, they can shop online yeah. think about it or, or tv just watch tv i guess you really
0: don't need anything if you just sit at home and watch yeah. tv but it, it is impressive and i know what you're saying but what you know you have to
1: watch this documentary it's a 10-part series it's fantastic you know that 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 reminds me of something i was you know in a plane one time and i was looking down and i and it was taking off from el paso i was going yeah. to i don't know where i was going I was going to california anyway i looked down through i look out the window and i look down and i Saw the city of El Paso, and I just it just dawned on me how amazing it is to see roads and the grid from an overhead view. Sure, the grid and houses and lights, and it's amazing to me that all these miles and miles of roads and wires and lights just exist. And like how it's how it was done from one small town that spread out into a huge city. And now it has this infrastructure with electricity and water and, you know, telephone lines or whatever, houses and roads, just just roads alone. Amazing. amazing. When I was trucking, when I was driving down the you know highways at 60, 70 miles an hour, I was looking around you know my window and I look out there and it's just dirt and weeds and right. hills and rocks everywhere. everywhere. How did it's amazing to me like the people back then when they had horse carriages and stuff like that and there were no roads. It's amazing to me that we've come this far. Sure, in a short period of time, time a fairly really short period of time, right. time, I guess. But like to me, just driving it, it made me appreciate that road that I was on going sixty miles an hour. Sure, through the whole country, right, the whole right, country. interstate. Right. Uh, when people back then were. Going through these, oh my r- God! These they're going through dirt sure. with a carriage and a horse in front of them, and it took them months to get to their destination. Years, Ye- months, years, years to, get to their destination. It if they me, started on the east to go to the west. One or two days to you go from west coast to the east right. coast, and the, I, it's just amazing to me that all this stuff it exists now. Oh, I totally agree. What's
0: amazing too when you take that flight and you see the city limits. I mean, and then it's nothing for hundreds oh, okay. of miles. Right, right. But I mean, just dirt. Yeah, you really have to watch the story of us. It, it is fantastic. It is I. would I wish I had that when I was going through, uh, you know, junior high or whatever. Because that's the history lesson of everything. You know, it's how our whole country was created, and uh, they they really focus on every uh, improvement and uh, from technology to uh, creation and famous people. You know what I mean? Like their contributions. Right. It's amazing. I really wish I had that documentary uh, growing up because I, I think it and, and it's entertaining the way they present it. Mm. It's fantastic. Uh, geez. But yeah, we're well, back in the 1800s. It, it could take 10 years for them to go from east to west. Half of the, half of them would get killed on the journey. Yeah, absolutely. From Indians or d-
1: disease, oh, weather, everything. Just, just, just shelter, unbelievable. shelter alone. Yeah, I mean, they freeze. Yeah. They starve to death. Or, or food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we take for granted now that we can just stop. Oh, it's unbelievable. At, at a certain mile marker and there'll, there'll be a rest stop or a gas station where you can just buy food. you or, been... or, or stay at a hotel. You've been in Colorado many times. There's yeah. the uh, the Donner Pass. Have you oh, heard yeah. of the Donner that's, Pass? That's the worst place for
0: for a trucker to be in in the winter. And do you know why it's called the Donner Pass? Because someone named Donner died. <laughs> there was there was a caravan, uh-huh. the Donners, oh, okay. and uh, they took that pass. Winter came. They got stuck. They were there way too long. They got trapped, and they basically ate each other. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they didn't know that. Yeah. They starved to death. They ate <laughs> each other, and it became the Donner Pass. But un. Believable story, and it's also in that uh, the story of us, you know, little these segments in, in uh, history, and it's fascinating. But you know, again, it's, it's just an amazing story, like how people. Is it uh, on Netflix? No, oh, I have it on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've I've seen it seven or eight times, and uh, I I want to watch it again. But you, you really once you watch the first episode, you're hooked, and you just want to keep watching them. And okay. then you I don't know about you, but I forget about history and this, and that. and then it's just it just you're like, oh my god, I remember that, and then you, you get hooked. Is it a, is it like a documentary style? Fantastic. Okay. It's it's probably the best I've ever seen because it's entertaining. You're not bored by any right. means. And the way they they show the progress, you know, with imagery and, and just, it's great. It's fantastic. I, I think it's actually the best one that uh, has ever been created when it comes to the, the history of our country. Mm. It's really good. Really good. I'll, I'll, I got to lend that to you, but you got to watch it. Oh, and, you sounds, know, sounds great. You know, just binge watch it one day. You'll be done with it. So, so it's 10 hours of your time, <laughs> you know, watch a little porn in between. Yeah. <laughs> but but in all honesty it, it is fantastic it's right. uh yeah, well. it's a very educational but it, like i said it's entertaining and you, you literally learn everything you've ever learned in, in any textbook growing up and you're like oh my god this this 10-hour session of uh this documentary is fantastic yeah you know? all right yeah. yeah it's very good sounds interesting cheers my brother oh, all right yes sir and so we were so good man It's it amazing. to what do you got there well i saw an article uh a little caption which i know we're both gamblers and we enjoy the the thrill of it all but uh, Jennifer Tilly just lost a huge hand apparently like an 80 grand hand she had four tens lost to a straight flush oh it's mm. so painful just the the thought of it you know
1: right right well oh, poker i so i used to be a poker dealer for 7 years and that's actually one of the reasons i came here in El Paso they're were, they were going to start a poker room anyway my story or my opinion of poker throughout my mm, how long has it been now i'm 46 i think i started yes. when i was 20 <laughs> playing the game yeah so 26 years 26 years off and on playing the game of poker. I have finally came to the conclusion... that it is, I mean, it's a, it's a great game. Don't oh, get me wrong. I, I think it teaches you a few things. It teaches you some, you know, how to read people and how to be patient and how impatient you really are. It teaches you, it's supposedly, you know, supposedly teaches you money management. Well, you know, there, there's, there's certain things poker can teach you. There's certain life lessons and it's, you, you might not necessarily, I don't think I can explain it until you've actually experienced it. I don't know if anyone can. It's, it's one of those things where you actually have to do it to experience it and, and to appreciate it. to it. Appreciate it. it there's, sure. there's, there's you know the adrenaline rush which what what brings people back all the time that's with any gambling it's gambling and, and, i don't know and, about, yeah, i don't know if it's the it, game because you it, can learn down, a lot much more in chess than you would in right poker absolutely so when it comes down to it it is gambling it's it's a little more skill than anything else i mean th- than any other gambling there's there's a percentage the, the percentage of skill involved in poker i believe is is more in poker than any other gambling i don't know what the and percentage you feel like is.
0: it's because you're playing against other players right absolutely. as opposed
1: to the house well right exactly and you have you have choices. You can, you know, you. can know you know, you know, when the to fold them and when the hold them, but you're only risking you know, what you put in. You're, you're doing, you're doing the math, you're doing the decisions, you're doing the reading of people and all that. So all that is skill. The rest is luck. The rest is absolutely luck. It's if you catch your cards. So here's the thing. I agree. You can make money. There's, and I believe the the number, the last I heard was only about 1%, 1% of poker players can really truly do it for a living. Make a living. Right. Oh. So, so it's like any other the, field. The ni- right. Well, the 99% of other people are just there, you know, part of it's recreational. Some of it is they, think they know how they can play and beat the game. Hmm. And sometimes they can win, but most of the times they lose. 51% of the time they're losing. Right. Let's just say more than half they're losing. So I I feel like I'm a fairly decent player. I, I don't think I'm the best that I can be because you know, I don't, I don't uh, apply the math and all that to pot odds to the odds. of The there's sometimes I just read someone and I don't think they have it and they're betting and a certain it. amount and they, they bet more than the pot and it's not reasonable for you to call. But I know they're bluffing because so they raise like, too much. So you're like well, they're trying to get you, know, you off of it. You really have to get to know your players. Once you sit that's down, on, once you sit down on the table, you really have to get to know your players and how they play. Um, and then certain tells, <laughs> certain tells are you know, and a, a tell is when you when someone has some kind of body language that you can quote unquote tell that they're lying or telling the truth. What a
0: good player can give you a false tell. Absolutely.
1: That's there's what bothers there's, 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 there's me so. when people talk to And there's false again. tells. Huh. Yes, so that's that's like, part of the process sure, of playing poker. But anyway, to make a long story short, it, for me, it's not worth it to play poker anymore. I've, I've, I've tried it. I, I know I've learned that for me, for me personally, I don't have the patience to sit there for hours. I think I have about a four hour, three to four hour time limit where I can play fairly well and after that, everything just goes out the window because I, I'm not patient enough and or I just, I'm not catching cards. Here's the thing when you're winning, to win, <coughs> everything has to line up. You have to get the cards, the flop, or whatever it is on the poker table has to hit your cards to match. And then, for you to make any money, someone else in the hand has to have the, the second hand. best someone hand. Else, yeah, right. Exactly. Someone else has to have a hand enough for them to stay in to call your bets, so that you can make any money. Otherwise, you bet, everyone folds. You make nothing. You make nothing. Right. So all these things have to align, and and then and then if you keep playing, you you can't. It, you can't or other people's luck can't be aligned with your bad luck. Right. So you have the second best hand. Right. You know you're winning, so, but they river the right. fucking winning hand. You're not going to win every time. So right. Once your, your heater, that the, the what we call as a heater, is our winning streak. Once your winning streak is over, now it's someone else's turn in that table to hit their winning streak. And, and no matter how you play, they win. Exactly. Yeah. No matter how you play. It doesn't and, matter. And after just... 26 years of playing poker, no matter how well you play, no matter how good a game you're playing, if you're just not hitting the cards and Sucks. There's always going to be someone that's always second best. Right. And eventually, it's you're going to you. be that person. Right. And it, it's just, it, you know what? The time, I appreciated what poker has taught me, but I think it's the time, now is the time where... But I think you're at that age I'm where... At that age where I'm done. I've I have learned what I can learn and I, I need
0: to move on. Right. And, and I think it all comes down, when you hit a certain age, you get a certain wisdom and it all comes down to this one little statement. You hate losing more than you love winning. Yes. Because I'm there too. I'm there too. Because, you that's know, good. I love love to win, but I the I fucking hate losing. And and that statement, it, it's so true to life. That's wisdom right there is when you, you can win 10 days in a row. Oh, absolutely. And it's the one loss and it ruins
1: everything. Basically, let's say you win it just, it $200 sucks. 10 days in a row. That's two grand. So that's two grand. And then the and 11th, then, you lose three grand. Well, the 11th or the 12th <laughs> or the 13th, eventually so you buy lose. in for two or three. And then some of the sessions you'll buy in for five. Eventually, you get down to the 2000 that you've won and you've spent it all because yeah. you're not going to win every time. It's impossible. It's impossible impossible to win every session. So eventually you're going to lose the money that you put in. Well the money you won uh, plus what right, you're going to put in. Exactly. And that's 99% of people. Absolutely. That's what happens to 99% of people because uh from what I have read in articles, truly only one percent can can come out on top. And but because they are at the top of this uh what do you call it? The top of this profession. And and you can I believe you can call it a profession. They're 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 the Kobe Bryant's the Shaq O'Neals. The one, the, the, right, one the one percenters right one percenters uh, of everything. Of everything. So, they can make money and, st- and they still lose. They can take the oh, losses, yeah. but they've won enough money that they can take the losses. And continue and, a profession. continue profession. But yeah. Even them, once they get on the top of their game, like Daniel Negreanu, he has businesses on the side. He has, I believe he's <laughs> part owner of a, of a poker online. Book yeah, deals. He's deals. on all these exactly. TV shows Absolutely. with poker after dark and whatever. Yes, yeah. That's what sustains him. Right. And I agree on that. Even if you go on YouTube, you can see even he loses. I mean- All the time I see them there's lose. There's a couple of- of, of YouTube videos of him losing huge pots because he made the wrong call. When, when or even he,
0: if it was the right call. Well, yeah, there are times yeah. where he thinks the other person doesn't have their hand. I mean, and He, he had a good in. hand. He, right, one but not the best hand. He, had,
1: he had a full house. Someone else had a larger full house. Right. I mean, but the, you can't fold it. You, you can't fold a. I mean, you fold just it, can't do holding a full house. You got call is so hard. Call or bet. Even you, the best player like Daniel Negreanu, he knows, still has to make mistakes like that. Right. And he's the he's the one percent. Right. And he's playing for huge money. But but, but he's you, also worth millions of dollars. People like that that are the other ninety nine percent make that mistake all the time, but they don't have the businesses to back him. They don't, right. have, they don't the, have the sponsorships, the sponsorships right. to back him. To back right. That's him why when you see the them team. playing poker, sponsorship right. all over the place. Be, uh, like Patches. And yeah, everywhere. And those people are
0: paying their entrance fees or absolutely. the money. Yeah, they don't, they're not even risking their own money. Right. It's sickening. Yeah. so anyway, stick to roulette. That's better for, game. Oh
1: my God.
0: Roulette. Well, you know what I like about roulette? I'm going to always go back to it. You know, the thing is, you can make a couple of uh, wagers and leave and not feel guilty because you're playing against the house. When you're playing poker, you sit down, you win a hand, you're not going to get up and leave. You're just not going to well, do it. if You're not going to get up and leave and roulette. That either. Well, that's a discipline issue. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, that's if you if thing. you sat down, be honest now. You sit down. You're you're at a poker game. The very first hand, you take down a big score. You, you're good. You're big. You want to leave. You don't do it. No. in that in that game, you
1: don't do it because you, you want to give people almost the opportunity to win their money back. Kind of. Well, well, not even that. But you just don't do it. It's the etiquette. Okay. So not even that because because now that you have this more money than you came in with, now you think to yourself, now I'm just going to play tight and sure. play the right cards and just wait till like right. pocket aces and then I'll just keep making more money and making more money. Okay. But of course, it doesn't happen. But the, your right. money starts get your... You're, you're going getting, down, you want to win it back. Yeah, exactly. Your money is bleeding out but. because you're calling hands that are good, but you're not getting the flops. But
0: would you feel comfortable? You sit down, you take down a $1,000 pot. Do you just get up and leave? Would you feel comfortable at a table? You no, no, sit down no, win no, a pot and no, leave? No. no, But in roulette, you can do that. That's what I like about well, the game. Y- you can in theory, but do you? Hey, we ain't talking about what I do. We're <laughs> talking about you, what you can and cannot do. No, but I'm don't. just saying when, when you're sitting with players, you feel it's it, it's like an etiquette thing. Yeah, you, 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 know, feel you don't guilty. go to a house game. You go somewhere, you play card, you hit a big no. hand and go, peace out. I'm out. Some people can do it, but I the majority of people- They're never invited back. They,
1: they don't do it because it just feels- it, It's guilty. an feels etiquette. Guilty, it's an etiquette So you tell Yourself, I'll just sit here for an hour, but then you not play doing anything, right? You don't bet any, but right. you, then you get cards and you get bored. And like, you're like, oh, these are good cards. I gotta gonna play you these. Ace, you get pocket ace, right. pocket kings. You're gonna play them, you're gonna play them, and then they're gonna get beat, right? And then you're gonna go all in, <laughs> right, and then and you're then down, you're gonna lose all your money, right? And but, then you're gonna buy in for more, and then but
0: and then you're gonna lose more money than you what you came in. I'm a thousand percent in. I'm a lifetime gambler roulette because I think I could beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy here tells me, ah, you're crazy. He knows it's not the thing is, you got five, six spins in roulette, and you got Walk. You gotta hit it and quit it and get out. I don't necessarily do that because again, I enjoy the game, it's fun. Building my bankroll, I'm going back. But you know, the philosophy is fifty bucks, a hundred bucks a day, get the fuck out. I know I can do it. I'm gonna prove this theory it's in the next
1: he, podcast. He's, he's been saying this for twenty something years.
0: Yeah, but I don't have the discipline. Generally never happened. Generally, I want to win big. I, I'm not happy with the hundred dollar win, but once I discipline well, myself,
1: that's another thing. You, it's all about discipline. Every, everyone builds it's like, it's kind of like alcohol. Sure. As you as you continue to gamble your tolerance for the money you win keeps getting higher. So let's say you start out with, you know, the $1 poker tables. So you win 50 bucks here and there. And you're like, oh my God, I won just, I just won 50 bucks today. You leave, you come back, oh, I'm going to win 50 bucks again. And you think to your head, to drug addiction. Oh, I can just win 50 bucks every day. So you go there, then you start to think, oh, I drove all the way here. I found a parking spot. I, I found a great parking spot. I go in, you win 50 bucks right away, but you don't leave because you took all this time to go down here and you win 50 bucks within five, 10 minutes. If- you're not going to leave. So now you, now you start hitting $100 and then you leave. And then it just keeps repeating. That cycle keeps repeating. You win 100 here, you win 100 there. Now your tolerance is up to 100 Now you're not happy coming back and winning just 50 anymore. Now you have to win 100 And then later that's on, a, couple, the months, a couple, couple months later, you win 200 Now your tolerance is up to 200 And now you can't leave unless you win 200 Right. And like we said before, you can't win every day. So you keep buying in until you try to win right. that 200 and it's just never going to happen. But
0: if you can discipline yourself and
1: win the $50 to 100 range, well, range, every Day that's about thirty-seven thousand dollars a year. Well, here's the thing: if you can discipline yourself to spend, let's say, let's say you buy in for a hundred dollars, you want to win fifty. Okay, you come back, you win, a, you win two hundred dollars. So you come back and you you put down one hundred dollars. And once you lose that hundred dollars, then you leave to so not like, risk a that's lot. That's another. That's another so way part of, of, of the discipline. Right. Yeah. So you leave every time you you set an amount that you're willing to lose that day, which is should be a consistent amount, like a sure. hundred. Let's say you just bring a hundred dollars every day. You want to win fifty. So you bring a hundred. You bring a hundred. You bring a hundred. You, you win fifty. You win, sure, 50, sure. You
0: win 50 some point you'd lose a grand and it right. all balances so, out
1: once so you so Monday Tuesday Wednesday you win 50 each day so that's 50 50 50 so that's 150 dollars you come on Thursday you bring a hundred dollars you lose that hundred dollars you leave now you're technically only up 50 for that week right so you come the next day you 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 say okay today I want I just want to win 50 but in your head you really just lost a hundred dollars for this week already right so okay. you want to get it back so you want to get it back so now you bring a hundred dollars you lose that hundred dollars so now you're for that whole week, you're actually down fifty dollars. Yeah. So now you're down fifty dollars. So now you bring in like three or four hundred dollars. You try to. You try to. Right. You have a bad session. You, you, you lose all session, of that. You win all that. Now you're down three hundred and fifty dollars. Right. And and believe me, that's going to happen. There's no way. There's no getting around that. It happens more frequently than it doesn't happen. I just uh, still think I can win the game. <laughs> And he's talking about roulette. I'm talking about poker, which you can. Poker sort of is so mitigate. unpredictable. That's unpredictable oh, because you're playing
0: against retard[s]. They don't know how to play. They're in cahoots. There's so much collusion at the tables. People are fucking in and on together. Absolutely, yeah, it's true. That's not true. It's true. It's been known. It's been stated in the books. He's my he, point is he's just bitter about roulette. And no, roulette's had- a great game. I play it. I win every time. <laughs> in the beginning, but then I stay too long. (laughs) Okay. Come on. When was the last time you actually, in in the beginning, or let's just say this. When was the last time you played roulette and you were in the negative from the start and just went down? It doesn't always, we're always up. We just don't leave. But that's when you got, you know, I think it's very easy if if you're strategic. This is my problem because I'll put my life on this. I truly believe I can win $50 a day every day, religiously. 100%. I'm not even I'm not even questioning it because I I can do it every time. The difference is it comes so easy and so fast, I don't leave. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it goes up, sometimes I lose. But that's my addiction is because I I know I can go any day of the week. Bring a thousand dollars, I can win fifty bucks. I, that's my take, and right. that's my thing. I and that's the addiction on that. Because, but do you leave? Like you said, you hit the fifty in a few minutes. Do you leave? I don't, and that's the problem. And once I once I overcome this, I'm going to be a rich man with my fifty dollars a day every day. Because you can, you can mm-hmm. take an hour break, go back, hit you fifty, leave, mm-hmm. wait a yeah. few hours. No, but I think it's the session that gets you. But again, that's the mentality of a gambler. You know, I'm, I'm a complete gambler. I have that addiction disorder. Yeah,
1: his tolerance is up to I think a thousand, maybe two thousand now. So he's never going to leave it. No. You? Two, three thousand minimum. His and tolerance then, is up just yeah. like his liquor is. I got, yeah,
0: I, I. I got. I can't even gamble. Yeah, there's, I got to take like a year off. To, yeah. But but the philosophy in my head is I can win. That game is so easy to win in. This but is, you have to leave.
1: You are now listening to the mind of a gambler. Yeah, the mind You're of a madman right now, addicted gambler.
0: It's like thirty five drinks of me. I'm not even buzzed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. But it, it is crazy, man.
1: Well, that's that's what we think about poker and gambling.
0: Yeah, it's too exciting, man. Too exciting. I would love for people to comment on our media there and uh, let us know what you do gambling and
1: you how know, you do. And what's your experience with poker yourself? Is, is, does this does this about hit the nail on the head or or, or have you had a different experience?
0: Yeah, and absolutely, I would love to hear from other roulette players if they're out there. <laughs> Do you win? Can you get $50 easily? Okay. Roulette's the
1: shit, man. <laughs> that shit, all right. I don't know why everyone's against this game. It's so wonderful. By the way, roulette is, is I believe, is the worst odds in every casino. Unless you're talking to me. Unless you're talking to Dan. Dan is the reason Vegas is, su- is successful. Possibly. Pretty sure
0: I own like a, a tile in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. of Caesar's, Caesar's Palace. Palace. Yeah. Yeah. I had my average bet there once for a week. The average spin was over 350. Do you know how? On average, over like a seven day period. Yeah. I was was confident everything that time. I did pretty good that week and up and down. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the first four days I was on fire. Uh-huh. The last two days yeah. I couldn't win a fucking spin. Mm. Yeah, but that's how we're like. See what I mean? But nobody wants to stay in Vegas seven days. You're, Vegas no. is two nights, especially two-night. when you're winning. No, two nights, win or lose. If you're if you lose in Vegas, you want out. And if you're winning, you want out. You want to go home with some winnings. Oh man. Okay. Woo, what I would like to tell
1: you about that trip. It's amazing. Speaking of trips. Yes. I take photos on my phone all the time of everything. Why? Trips and stuff like that. I've got thousands and thousands of photos I on my too. phone. I do too. I, I, I believe I even have some backed up on some memory stick that I've deleted on my phone to make space. And I, it's one of those things that it, I'm... a. F- photo hoarder i am too i i there's i don't even i don't think i'll ever get back to the old photos i've taken three four years ago but again this is the, the new thing. space I don't,
0: I don't really understand how the cloud
1: always tells I, me my photos are in this uh whatever i actually know. pay i i need i need so much space now because i filled up the space i've had i pay ten dollars a month <laughs> to have an ex, to have extra space in the cloud now i'm an idiot on roulette huh <laughs> <laughs> well the cloud doesn't even
0: exist what is that <laughs> But again, you know, I get this little whatever signal saying uh, they they put some portfolio photos together. Do you know when you take a photo, it's saved somewhere yeah, all the, the time? Yeah, that's bullshit. I don't want my my photo saved. Oh. I'm taking a picture of my dick. I don't want it in the cloud. <laughs> oh my god! But I'm, what I'm saying is
1: that that's like an invasion of privacy. Oh, that brings me to, to what but do you, think, you know what, what I'm saying about, about? What do you think about the government listening on our phone calls?
0: You know, I think it's bullshit. I think it's an invasion of privacy. I think it's uh, it, it
1: goes against everything. What the fuck? See, I, right now they're recording us. See, so, see, I don't care. I don't care. We're not doing anything wrong. If, but it's, if, they oh, li- if they listen in. man, now we're we going on it. No, yeah, it's on. You, you it's set on. it up. You set it up. Go on. <laughs> okay. So my take on it is if you're not doing anything wrong and the government is listening for terrorists, I don't really care. I don't it's really an invasion care. invasion of your privacy. Yeah. Who cares if they're, if they listen in on how big who a cares? shit I took.
0: Who cares? That's like the government knocking down the door to snoop through our house and, and, and then what? We didn't do anything wrong, but should that give them the right to come in our house and, and look at my shit? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. So why well,
1: should we care if they enter the door? I guess that's I guess that's the point of at what point does the invasion of privacy and the law li- limit where where are the limits where the, Well, that's where the, the thing. I mean, your
0: Alexa and your and all these little bitches Here's on Amazon—they're listening to everything we do,
1: everything online, everything we do digitally. I guarantee there's you, there's a footprint it's, it's, everywhere. It's in it's in a database somewhere in the cloud, and I don't no, I don't, don't like the somewhere. fact
0: that every picture I take, every snap thing, whatever, it's somewhere already. I think it's I think it's a little
1: different than them physically coming to your house. Well, and going see, that's inside. that's
0: the difference. How we feel is it's the same thing. Whether they physically come through the door and snoop through my stuff, or they're doing it now digitally snooping through my stuff. Uh, whatever we're recording, or talking, it's the same principle. It's an invasion of privacy. So, if they're not allowed to just knock down the door and start going through my drawers or my, my, my bins, my garage, or my, my bank account, that's the thing. It's the same principle to me. It's an invasion of privacy. And I think they're overstepping their boundaries. Well, I think but the fact of the matter is they get away with it because no technology, we're a bunch of morons as people. We know there's digital you know, technology, but we don't know how it operates. You understand a phone, but if I destroyed your phone, you couldn't build a phone. We don't know how it really operates. You dial a number and it goes somewhere and you just connect, right? But yeah. the government's listening
1: on everything. They're listening to this podcast. So, I think it's there's fucked up. there's a there's a tolerance again on and limits with people like me. Like I don't I'll go as far as the phone calls and the emails and to protect the, the overall people. well-being of the American people. Exactly. All right, I'm not exactly. against it.
0: I mean, I talk on phones, I'm not off the grid. I understand, but I have nothing that interests them, but I
1: will I will give draw the line on them coming in physically to inside your okay, house. Okay, but it, but it is the same principle. It is. I agree. I'll agree. It is the same all right, principle. Alright, so you see my point of view. I, I do. I do. Right. But I believe that's... It's. I, I think it's a little different when it's just the digital...
0: Because we don't see
1: it happening. Well, I know it's happening. What is that? Oh, is that the laundry? Oh, yeah. Alright, well... We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing laundry, by the way. Uh, so We all got to clean our drawers. I, I really feel like that's a little... That's, that's different. But it's the same principle. It is the same principle. I, know, I'll agree with that. You I'll know, agree. there's probably more of the uh, shady
0: side and the digital 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 world. Supposedly, they're not not really technically doing it anymore. I think it's... Edward
1: Edward Snowden, you know...
0: I think they're recording everything, but there's too much to to do anything. But anytime there's a shooting or something weird, they know everything within hours. Well... They know everything. Obviously not, because the shooting still happened. No, no, no. Like, after the fact. But once they do their investigation, they know exactly everything about Mm. an individual. They know their social media. They know their posts. They know everything. And it's like, they have all this information, but it's impossible to track 330 million Americans. Everything's being recorded. Everything's being down downloaded, I take a picture, it's in a cloud somewhere, there's no way to erase it once you do something. They know everything. But if you're not hiding anything, that that means, I mean, we really don't care because we're yeah. not doing anything illegal. Right. However, people off the grid, they want to get off the grid because maybe they want to do something illegal and they got to be away. But you're being recorded everywhere you go. You you know, everything is being recorded. Sure. This conversation, even though it's it's being recorded. I'm sure it's... In,
1: it's... it's YouTube, through whatever, whatever.
0: Whatever the database is, sure. they're recording everything and they're sending it and there's no uh, red flags uh, of stuff or maybe somebody has to monitor and go, all right, these two imbeciles just talking about nothing but if we were talking about a plan to overthrow oh, something true. yeah we'd have the
1: authorities at our door right now you as just put talking. us on the list by saying that exactly well that is our time I'm ah, so uh, frustrated. uh hopefully you learned something new maybe we connected with some of you at some level or you were just plain entertained if you are watching or listening to this on youtube we are also on itunes spotify or stitcher or your favorite podcast platform Uh, Or you can just go to our website unfilteredwithdng.com That's unfilteredwithdng as in danandgeorge.com and And check out all the links we have uh, where our episodes can be heard or seen. If you have a comment or question you want to ask us or have a subject you just want us to talk about you can go to our YouTube channel which is unfilteredwithdng and just uh, leave us a comment on any one of our YouTube videos. Uh, We put out a podcast and video every Monday and Thursday and we want to thank everyone for listening. Remember, always be grateful. Think of the things you have in life and don't obsess about what you don't have. Keep looking forward and always strive to be better than you were yesterday. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, thank you for tuning in.
0: <laughs> always be kind oh, thank
1: all. Thank you. Right, thanks, everyone. Take care, guys.